Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Carol Alwaleba, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. This episode is sponsored by Jenny Taylor, founder of the famous Jenny Taylor Boudoir Photography, who guarantees to transform the everyday woman into a bombshell at her studios located in Chicago, Nashville, and Southern California. Make sure to download and subscribe to her new podcast, Feel the Positive by Jenny Taylor, where she'll teach you how to live your best life. For more information, go to JennyTaylor.com. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I am extra excited to introduce you to a fabulous guest. You guys know I don't bring many guests on the show, so when I got someone here, it's for a reason. Introducing the one and only Slay Coach, Miss Jamie King. Jamie is amazing. She's one of my clients, one of my friends. She's somebody that I've just kind of always connected with. I don't even honestly remember how we connected, but we did. Um, She's got purple hair. She's a beauty school (laughs) dropout turned multiple six-figure entrepreneur. She does all the things. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you, but she's got a networking series called Chardonnay and Slay, you guys. So this bitch knows what's up. (laughs) Amy, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. I'm so pumped to be here. All right. So so for those of the people out there who are not familiar with you, can you share with our audience who you are, what you do, and what makes you so incredible? Oh gosh. Um, Well, I was born this way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's a Lady Gaga fan. I seriously, I wasn't even thinking, that's funny. I wasn't even thinking about that song or her in that moment, but I am a huge uh, Gaga fan. But for me, I am just a beauty school dropout who subscribes to the school of Gary V of that. I never thought that the normal thing was for me. I was a straight A student until freshman, sophomore year. Then I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And from then, I barely graduated high school by the skin of my teeth. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, D's and F's and repeating classes junior year just to get to senior year. And it was just like hot mess. I was like, my teachers are like, you should care. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't think this is for me. So I became an advocate for entrepreneurship early on. I've had five or six businesses. I used to sell vintage clothes. I used to do gluten-free baking. Like I've done all the things. And then I finally found space in online marketing and network marketing. So I started my online business journey with health and fitness coaching. Um, So I did network marketing with Beachbody. I found that I gravitated towards that because health has always been something that I relied on to make me, help me get to my goals. Mm -hmm. to help me get to where I wanted to be. But I've never been super passionate about it. I've always been like, oh, this is what I need to get to where I want to go in life. If I want to become, because I managed call centers, I had the really good corporate job. Um, I worked for a major insurance company. Um, Yeah, I had about 20 supervisors and two ops managers that reported to me and I managed this big call center. And yeah, it was um, (laughs) not my passion. So I started doing online coaching through health and fitness 
through Beachbody. But when I was doing that, I was um, not super like pumped <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was super pumped about the programs and the products because I'm still an advocate and customer of those products. Um, think they're top quality, still love my people over at Beachbody. I'm loving the new programs that are coming out, Lift 4, Transform 20, all the things. But for me, I can't get jazzed about something that doesn't light my soul on fire to speak about from a place of, because I've always been healthy and fit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't have a huge transformation story. I did lose some baby weight, you know, all the fun things. But for me, I've always been passionate about entrepreneurship. So I found myself pivoting um, after a major like rock bottom for our family. Our daughter got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis. And at the time I was only making a couple grand a month. And I was like, oh my God, something has to change. We couldn't pay our medical bills. And I remember a friend started a GoFundMe for us. And because we were looking at about nine to $12,000 cash out of pocket just that year. And then it was going to start over the next year. So when my baby was four months old, she got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis. We were given a 1.8% chance that it would self-correct. She had a 33 degree curve in her spine. And so we were like, oh crap, we're debating on which hospital to go to based on what we can afford, not what is best for our child. And I was like, this is not my life. I am not choosing my newborn baby's medical care based on how we could financially support her, like support ourselves. And so I was like, how is this my life? This is never what I set out to be. So from a very young age, age five, I used to cry myself to sleep at night to my mom saying, I just don't want to be ordinary. I just don't want to be ordinary. I didn't know what that meant. I wasn't like, oh, I want to be famous or I want to be a singer. And I was like, I just want to be different. I just want to do something really cool with my life. And I couldn't articulate that at a very young age. And I didn't find my way to that until I started getting into really leadership. I've been in a leadership position since I was 21. I managed, I was an assistant manager at a restaurant. I managed a call center. I was always a very young leader. And so for me, I got into the coaching world via means of Beachbody and health and fitness, but then found that, oh, there are other ways out there that I could help people. So many friends were coming to me asking for advice for their business. I was helping local brick and mortars with their social media marketing. I was going and teaching their team's Facebook ad strategies. And it was just, I was teaching branding to to friends and family. I was helping people with websites. And I was like, why am I not doing this? So I started doing uh, my networking series called Chardonnay and Slay. Yeah, so how did how did that start? Because we're going, like, there's so much information and I love your story. And I love, like, all the different points of the journey. So let's dial into like the transition. So you were the beach body coach. You weren't feeling totally passionate about health and wellness. You really wanted to work with other business owners and all different types of businesses. So what was that move like and how did Chardonnay and Slay come about? Yeah. And so I loved Beachbody for the fact that I got to mentor people in business. And that's really all I leaned on. I was not working out like I should. I was drinking too much wine. And it was like, well, that's the problem, right? Because even I see it like I'm successful with it because I'm living the lifestyle. But if you're not really authentic, which is what we're going to talk about today, integrity and authenticity, Mm -hmm. if you're not really doing those things, you're going to find yourself either not successful or really freaking bored. Yeah. And I literally just hustled and grit and busted my tail to quote unquote, make it in that because I was not walking the walk. I was not a product of the product. I was drinking my shakes every day. I was 
working out uh, ish, (laughs) but I wasn't sticking to the programs. I wasn't actually drinking my shake every single day. You know, I wasn't a product of the product. I wasn't living the life. Like I was not, I was inauthentic Mm -hmm. in what I was doing. So I was only there for business. It was just strict business mode, business, business, business. And I made it to one star diamond cool, you know, was making good money with it. But the reason why I never catapulted past you know, market council, one star diamond, making a few grand a month was, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't in my feels. So Chardonnay and Slay came from the fact that I knew when I pivoted and I was still going to be in the coaching world because I started this coaching business and started mentoring others in their businesses, that it had to be a very distinct pivot for my audience to not be confused because mm-hmm. it was a, it was similar niche. Now, I usually recommend a, dra- a, a gradual pivot if you're switching niches, um, but for me, it had to be very distinct. So I colored my hair purple. That was very intentional because I wanted to be no longer seen as the blonde white girl <laughs> that does health and fitness. And I was like, I wanted to speak to women of all backgrounds, socioeconomic statuses, because I saw in networking, I had gone to several events they seemed very inclusive. They seemed very privileged. Um, it was elite top of top of people that were going to these. They're, they weren't for what I call baby grapes. Um, people who don't really have a business yet or just have ideas or just identify as creatives or just passionistas or whatever. People just, just want to do something else other than what they're doing. And so when I would go to networking events, it didn't feel like I could be there because I felt like, oh, well, I just have a network marketing business. And there's a huge percentage of women who really know that there's more for them. And I think it's really important to pay attention to that niche of those women who have, they have dreams and goals, but they're not specific yet mm-hmm. on what they're like. I can't tell you how many DMs I get a day. Like, I don't know what my passion is. Help me. And yeah. me, that's not where I, that's not my zone of genius. I can yeah. work with you once you know your passion and know where yeah. you're going. But like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you work with those women who are trying to figure that out because I think they're a really underserved community of women. Yeah. I, and I, I was them and I, I, I cry myself to sleep at night thinking about those girls because I remember thinking, who am I to go to this women in business networking? I have a network marketing business. Mm-hmm. And it's not that people projected that on the, but they kind of made you feel, they kind of said things or made you feel things. Oh, well, oh yeah, yeah, that's cute. Like, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a cute little business that you have there. I'm like, no, this is a serious business for me. And so at Chardonnay and Slay, I wanted it to be a networking event that was for all business types and for all businesses to teach women that have, oh, a, just a brand new digital camera that they're practicing photography on, that yes, you are a photographer. I wanted people that are in network marketing that just started their beauty company or their beach body company or their oil company or Young Living or whatever it is that they're doing, I wanted them to know that you are a CEO right now. Like you are a business owner right now. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I I say that to women all the time. I'm like, no one is going to come along and crown you one day. It's not like you hit a certain level of success and somebody anoints you a business owner. You (laughs) have to like, just say it for yourself. I'm so with you on that. 
but it's swear, I swear the magic is, and this is, if anyone has a network marketing business, if you are listening, the magic is in treating your network marketing business like an actual business. I mean, outsourcing the stuff you hate, hiring a virtual assistant, um, getting organized, getting on a launch schedule, a calendar, a plan, business cards, whatever that may be, like treat yourself super fucking seriously. Oh, sorry. F- y- y- no, y- we y- curse all the time here. It's all good. Like, Everybody I- knows. I- hide your children. <laughs> hide your children. My podcast is um, rated explicit. <laughs> um, because I, I get people all the time like, why do you have to cuss so much? I'm like, yeah. I don't know how. I get it to. too. I'm like, it's fine. This is who I am. Love it or leave yeah, it. Whatever. Yeah, too. So, <laughs> so yeah. So if you're in a network marketing business, you have to take yourself super, super, super seriously. Now, I don't care if it's day one, because here's the thing. This is my secret for network marketing people out there. You are now a salesperson. You are now a CEO and you are also a business mentor. I don't care if you only have one person on your team or zero people on your team. You are now an authority figure in business. So start acting like it. And don't you feel like, like, this is what I think the key to is with that industry branding. You have to brand yourself. Like I think ours, our, me and Andrea are, you know, like thing works because we branded it rebel body babes. I never, I don't call myself a beach body coach. It's not what I am. You know, I'm doing like, I'm making a, a huge impact on a massive scale. And there's other parts of that business. I think women like, and I think you do a really good job of helping women feel empowered to brand themselves no matter what business it is that they're in. Yes. That's actually one of the things I'm going to talk about, about authenticity is diving into branding. But for me, Chardonnay and Slay came from, where is there an inclusive space for all business owners at all stages of business? So I broke it down. And so we have name tags, four different stages of business, baby grape. I have an idea or a passion, but I don't have a business yet. I just want to learn more or fermenting. I have a business, but it's word of mouth only. I don't have a website or it's just friends of friends that I help out occasionally or whatever. Or I'm a full bottled wine. Like I have a website, I have a full fledged business, but I want to learn how to grow and scale. Or I'm a boss babe Bordeaux. I can help mentor others in my industry. And so we connect Boss Bay Bordeaux with baby grapes and help other it. people in other industries find mentors. We um, help other people get inspired. So each month we feature a Boss Babe success story and our events are always hosted at local female owned businesses in each city. So we're launching in Nashville in March um, and then we have plans to go out to California and Portland. So it's so amazing. And I love that it's in person. That's something that I mean, I, I Honestly, and this is totally my own fault. I don't do it enough. I want to do it. I find that I get really drained by events, so I have to really pump myself up. But I think it's so important because anytime I've done anything in person, the girls are like, oh my God, that was incredible. So having the human touch and the fact that you are getting out there physically with people, I think is so cool. And that's what I tell people. Well, how is your Facebook group so engaged? I have probably one of the most engaged business, authentic Facebook groups that's business related where you can pitch yourself, but mm-hmm. it's also not super spammy or salesy or whatever because people um, get together in person yeah. in that group. Can you so tell they- everybody listening what that group is? Because I don't have a business group anymore because it was just too much for me to handle. So tell people how they can join that if they want to go click on it now. Yeah. So it's called Chardonnay and Slay Your Business. So it's also the name of my podcast. But yeah, so it's Chardonnay and Slay, which is the name of my nonprofit networking series. And so I keep it free and I want it to be for all different people. And the point of it is we are getting sponsorships to raise scholarships for female entrepreneurs. So every year we're picking um, one boss baby to get a $5,000 grant to start her business. So that's my passion project. But how I pivoted from that was that 
there has to be something for all entrepreneurs or people that want or wantrepreneurs that want to be business owners out there Mm -hmm. to learn how to get into business. And I always say, if you don't know what you want to do, go do network marketing. Like you're going to learn how to build a tribe. You're going to learn how to build a network. You're going to learn how to brand yourself or you won't do it successfully. So I'll get into (laughs) like the points of what I wanted to talk about today is the internet is noisy. So how are you going to stand out? And how are you going to stand out in the sea of all the things? How are you going to get that attention without being a whore, (laughs) without (laughs) taking your clothes off, without, um, you know, saying things out of integrity for you? And for me, I I did a very distinct rebrand when I pivoted from health and fitness coaching to then business mentoring. And for me, that was purple hair. That was new branding, new logo. That was new sense of, I I kind of created my alter ego. I was like, who is this person? And any eighties babies that might listen, I'm a little, if there's young people, y'all don't know what I'm talking about on here. Um, (laughs) We've got a lot of eighties babies. (laughs) Yes. So I was a huge Gem and the Holograms fan when I was a kid and I always wanted to be Gem. Like I wanted to have the pink, bright hair, purple hair, like whatever. I wanted to wear the like sequins and glitter. And if y'all see my closet, (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing pink and purple right now. Um, I've always wanted to do that. So I thought, what would I do at age five or 10? Like, how would I dress? How would I act? Would I be playful? Would I be afraid to talk to people? No. Would I be like afraid to tell everyone what I was doing or what I was passionate about? No, you're not. So who is that real authentic self? And I think your branding comes from who we always saw ourselves as self as, as a kid. It's so true. Okay, guys, before we go on, I want to take a moment and thank our fabulous sponsor, Jenny Taylor, for making this episode possible. Jenny is the founder of the famous Jenny Taylor Boudoir Photography, where she guarantees to transform the everyday woman into a bombshell at her studios located in Chicago, Nashville, and Southern California over the past decade. Jenny works with women ranging from 21 to 85 years old, all body types, And she photographs you in any wardrobe you feel confident in. So it's not just about lingerie. You can bring a dress and just go to her website, jennytaylor.com and watch the trailer and see what she does because it's so much more than photography. After Jenny found herself at an absolute rock bottom place a few years back, she decided it was time to transform her own life and she completed over 300 hours of therapy. Jenny now gives the tools that she has learned on how to live her best life to the women at her three-day luxury women's sparkle retreat that she hosts in Laguna Beach and in Nashville. And I'm super excited to share Jenny's new podcast with you guys called Feel the Positive by Jenny Taylor. Jenny started a Facebook group where she began sharing these positive and uplifting quotes, and she's all about empowering other women. And now she has a brand new podcast to deliver that message to an even bigger audience. I'm actually going to have Jenny on this podcast in a couple weeks, so stay tuned. Head over and download the newest episode to listen and subscribe and check out everything Jenny has to offer. And you guys, watch the video on her website. She's just electric. I love this girl. Go to JennyTaylor.com. Were you ever nervous to make the shift? Because you came from you know, this very sort of insulated world within your network marketing business, and then you totally shifted and you changed your branding. Did anything ever cross your mind? Because I know a lot of the women listening now are like, I really want to do what she's doing. I really have this drive to start this new life, this new business, this new chapter, but I'm so caught up and worried about what people are going to say about me, 
to me, around me. It's like the biggest fear. Mm-hmm. It was huge. It was probably the thing that it's, it was the only thing that kept me from doing it three years in a, like I literally wanted to launch a private coaching business, probably a year into my beach body business. I even took a certification, like I took a program course on how to do it. I didn't get a certified or anything, but I took a course on how to do it. And, and I was like afraid of what everyone would think of me. I was afraid that no one would take me seriously without being attached to something else mm-hmm. other than like, other than what I had already been doing. I was afraid that, well, who would want to work with me in this level? Or who would want, who would see me as an expert in this? And honestly, I was afraid of what all my f- current friends group would say. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? You're doing something different now. That's not okay. Like, come back, <laughs> come do what we're doing. And so that was huge for me. And how and- did you work past it? Oh, gosh, I paid a lot of money for coaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, Don't underestimate the power of a good coach, right? I honestly, like, the power of coaching, you guys, is really what helped give me that shift. And, and it's just mindset stuff. It's just mindset stuff. Like I swear (laughs) I would get on calls with my coach in the beginning, like just saying, and this was when I had zero clients. I hired a coach when I had no clients. I had only my beach body income coming in and I was spending it all on coaching. And I was like at a wash, (laughs) like I was broke (laughs) then. And I was like, ah, what am I going to do? And so I was, shifting just the thoughts of who am I to do this? Who am I to, to pull this off? Well, well, do you think I could charge this? Or do you think that people would take, people will laugh if I say that I charge a thousand dollars, you know, like, no, no, no. And I, I swear I started charging out super low prices. I just started super low. I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever anybody will pay me. <laughs> cool. Let's do 150 bucks. And I charge 150 bucks in the beginning. Well, I think it's important though to do that. Like, I think there's, um, that's when you and I share the old school point of view. Mm -hmm. Like to me, you've got to be, you know, worth what you're charging and you can't be worth it yet if you have zero experience. So the best way to be fair to your customers and to also build your own confidence is to charge a little bit on the lower side and then gradually increase those prices. You can't have zero experience and ask somebody for $10,000 because you just will not deliver on that. And that creates like a cycle of, you know, feeling insecure and not being able to carry through on what you promise. So I love that you're honest about the fact that you did not come out of the gate charging tens of thousands of dollars. And I, and I'm so glad I didn't because, you know, I got to work with the coolest entrepreneurs at that price point, you know, like I got to work with bakers. I've helped people launch their baking business. I've, I've gotten to work with wedding planners and event planners and just music producers. Like I've worked with so many different people at that level. And I think that's why we, we launch in the coaching world. We launch programs and lower cost offers is because when demand goes up, like I've had to raise my prices because I've booked out solid. I've never even had to go get clients (laughs) ever (laughs) like since the beginning. So, so for me, really, really, really being brave meaning are you pivoting your thoughts in every moment not just saying oh well i'm brave or i'm confident but i mean conscious presence in your brain in your thoughts every moment being present with your thoughts being able to call yourself out on your own bullshit every single day just massive self awareness like am i making a decision out of fear or am i making a decision out of abundance right now like am i choosing to do something that scares me like raising my prices a little bit because that scares me or am I choosing to do something safe and go with what I know everyone will pay me? 
Like it's little decisions like that. Like, am I choosing to be afraid right now by investing $6,000 into branding or, or I mean, be brave versus afraid and not spend that money? Like before I had a six figure launch last year for my mastermind and on one program and before I knew my goals for that program, I knew I was going to have a six figure launch. And I was like, oh my God, that means I have to spend $6,000 I don't have right now. I mean, I had it, but like it was going to drain me right then in that moment. I was like, oh my God, I'm spending all of the money that I have right now on branding for a program that I have to just believe in, believe that that is going to (laughs) work, that it's going to sell out, that it's going to like, and it more than sold out. But, but like, I was scared. And every day you have those little micro fears. Those fears never go away. I don't care what level you are. Oprah has those fears. Yeah. So if you are checking that shit every single day, obviously that's where a coach comes in to help you deal with it. But if you're able to just constantly pivot your thoughts and say, choose the fearless thing, choose the fearless thing, choose the fearless thing. But that's like not something that stops. It's an all day, everyday thing. It's so true. And I think that's where integrity really comes into play because if you're doing something you truly believe in, you're able to get through those fears because you're so excited and passionate about the thing you're doing. So I always say like fear is just an energy. Anxiety is just an energy. Where are you going to channel it? Are you going to channel it into the work or are you going to channel it into the overthinking and the obsession and the ruminating and the fear and the, the thoughts that you can't do it? Yeah, I know. And what I wanted to tell you guys today about like really, 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 really standing out in your industry and being different, it comes from a place of turning off default mode, like turning off the, like, what is everyone else in the tribe doing? What does everyone else think is cool? Like, I want you to think of like these settings that we have or we go by or we're like have a, a rule book of like here, these are the things that my upline's doing or these are the things that my peer in my industry is doing that's working. So I, I need to do that too. Or this is what my mentor did. So I need to do that too. So if we can just stop and really actually evaluate what default mode means to us. So write down all the things that you see working for other people and then actually stop and look at that list and say what on this list actually quote unquote sparks joy for me. <laughs> like what on this <laughs> Marie Kondo list, that shit. Marie Kondo your list of what you think you should be doing. Like look at the list of all the things that you should be doing that everyone else in your niche is doing or that experts are doing or what the fuck ever. Whatever anyone else in your field is doing. Should, what do I actually fucking like out of this list? And then keep those. And then what can I create that I don't that I need right now? So my best content comes from creating stuff that I have a problem with myself. 100%. Like totally. That's why I shifted into health and wellness because I had to tackle this. So it's like, I'm tackling this on my own. That's where my energy is going to be. So if I can help you in the process too, well, then why not? Yep, exactly. And that's where your audience can feel it, y'all. Like I'm from Kentucky. Sorry. (laughs) Feel it. So number one, turning off the default mode, like absolutely just evaluating, evaluating, evaluating what is for you at your heart, at your soul, what fucking feels good to you. Number two, becoming your brand. So I'm writing a book called Attention Horror, (laughs) How to Stand Out in Your Career Without Selling Out, uh, because I've been able to move up corporate ladders very quickly with no education. Guys, I have no college degree. I should not have been making the money that I was making in corporate America. I should not have had the position that I had. And I remember people saying to me at that level of success or whatever, quote unquote success, I got this great promotion 
to site leader. I managed a call center. Um, I was traveling 15, 20 weeks out of the year, going all these fancy trips, first class, all the fun things. And expense accounts, credit cards, phones. <laughs> like it was just the corporate life, you know what I mean? And and I was 24 and the youngest one of my peers that was like the closest in age to me was like 10 years older than me. Like 34, 35, like and so I was looked at by my peers and I even heard comments about that had been said about me like, "Oh, well who did she sleep with?" to get to this position. Oh, well she's young and she's pretty. That's why she got her job. What got me that job was asking for it, was building a brand on, I'm this young, fun, hardworking, funny girl who wears makeup and dresses pretty. Like I always dressed fun and different and people would be like, what are you wearing? <laughs> and so I had a brand even in my corporate life. I didn't, real- I didn't realize that that was a brand kind of thing. But I had this thing where I was the chick that loved to drink bourbon and go out with the guys and watch football. But I also loved makeup. And I also was funny. And I also like just talked to everyone. I made friends with everyone. And so for me, I was my brand then. And that's what I, I attribute to. No one thing makes you successful. Like oh, because you're going to like piecemeal your business. You're going to think, oh, well, I need a brand check. <laughs> I need a website check. Like I need a, like no one thing is going to fucking be the thing that works for you. So if you're chasing the next Instagram tool that's working, growth tool, or if you're chasing the this, it's always going inward, but also becoming your brand. So I teach on one of my podcast episodes, um, creating your magazine cover. So if you had five things that people would just know you for, like the people would just like your best friend, your husband, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's her. Like she loves that. If you're a Harry Potter freak, f- fucking own the fact that you're a Harry Potter freak. Like own that shit because I promise you there are millions of Harry Potter freaks out there wanting to find you in your niche, but they're like, they can't because you're afraid that people are going to judge you for being a Harry Potter freak. <laughs> it's so true. And I think the way that you are able to express your personal brand is by sharing those things with other people. Like people always send me things like this reminds me of you or I thought of you when I saw this and that always makes me feel so good especially when it's on point because it's like okay I'm doing my job I'm putting myself out there I'm owning my brand so don't be afraid to say if you like something or wear a certain you know brand that you love to wear like dye your hair pink or purple or whatever that is you're not going to exclude people you're going to draw the right people in Yep. And I remember I was just trying for years when I was trying to build a business online, I wasn't getting any traction because I was literally just copying, pasting what other people were doing. Not necessarily all the time. And it pains me. It pains me when I see it because it's like you're, you're turning off your own light when you do that. You're dimming your own shine. Exactly. I was too afraid to be the real authentic mean. So I was just doing what I saw other successful people doing. And that only got me so far when I truly dove into me as my brand, that is when I built a multiple six-figure business in a year. Like that is when it happened for me. That is when the, like, yes, I've been in this. I've been in business since I was 21, but that's when my business really took off was when I decided to go big on me and what I actually loved. And like, I cussed like a sailor and I used to censor myself in my posts. Now I don't. I am not afraid to say fuck. <laughs> like, I am not afraid to say it on my podcast. I'm not afraid to say it in my posts. The only time I don't say it is if you see a sponsored ad from me on Facebook because Facebook's an asshole. <laughs> Thanks, Zuck. 
won't let me cuss. <laughs> but I swear, I have one. My logo is a middle finger, and I had a picture of my my poster in the behind me. Um, that my husband, I have some artwork that has my logo on it. My husband got made for Christmas, and it has a middle finger on it. The picture is what got me banned because <laughs> it was in the background. There was oh a middle finger God. in the background of the shot, and it like isn't nope, that crazy though? Like yeah. we live in the United States, we have the freedom of self expression, and that stuff is shut down. It's like it's not so free if yeah. you really like break it down and, and get into it. Right. But anyway, so that's literally the only time you won't hear me cuss. So, so irritating. So the five things that really helped me become my brand is I'm a drag queen. I'm a drag queen at heart. I am bougie. I am extra. Like I used to just wear like whatever I thought I needed to wear to look good on Instagram. Now I'm like bright pink, bright purple. I am living my brand. Kara got to see it when I was in New York. <laughs> she lives it, guys. She she removed her purple weave right before you walked into Soul <laughs> Cycle. It was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And she worked out in a full face of makeup and it did not budge. Oh yeah. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember taking my weave off in front of dozens of people at Soul Cycle. I was like, look, my hair comes off. Like me years ago would never have like even let anyone know that I had fake hair. <gasps> I have fake hair. Isn't it so empowering though to just own all of those things? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I wasted so much energy too, like hiding the parts of me that like I thought maybe somebody would judge, but when you own it, what is the the quote? When you own your flaws, nobody can use them against you. Nobody so can use. No them. one can talk shit and say, "Oh my god, that girl! Did you see her in the bathroom hiding, taking off her weave?" No, because you fucking did it in front of everyone. You don't care. So we feel it's not like you know, no one's dying. Yep. Shout out to Halo Crown Extensions. I'm not <laughs> sponsored by them, but I love my Halo Crown. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, can I get a? Can I get some of that? Uh, yeah. So I love my extensions. Like I have always worn extensions since high school, but I didn't want anyone to know about it. So. Everyone, so people, I also, I also call my kids assholes in posts on social media. I, I literally, like you, Kara, every, at least, because I have like three or four things people know me for in brand. Wine, Chardonnay, the word slay, and makeup. People will send me makeup stuff all the time. Oh, I saw this palette and thought of you. It was bright colors and stuff. And they will also send me, like someone sent me two days ago a screenshot a picture of socks that said, I love my asshole children. And I was like, yes, I need those. And it's so true because I call my kids assholes. I love my kids. I'm mom of three, fierce mama bear. I'm obsessed with my children, but they are dicks. Like, and anyone that doesn't say that is lying. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe your children are perfect. Mine are not perfect. So I don't call them assholes to their face. Calm down, guys. I don't really like call them assholes <laughs> just in conversation um, because it's true. Like they're like, selfish little brats like me 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 mom and I also think like (laughs) any parent that has never felt frustrated with their children is completely lying you know like there's just you there's no way that you've never had a moment of breakdown around your kid and it's not their fault doesn't mean you don't love them but it's just it is what it is you're owning it obsessed with my kids so yeah I call my kids assholes so people will quote me in like kids asshole quote comments all the time and they ask do you cuss in front of your kids I'm like yeah I have adult words. I also have adult beverages. They can't have either. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have adult beverages. I also have adult words. My four-year-old knows he can't cuss. Like, <laughs> he knows what bad words are. My, my toddler, on the other hand, she's picked up a couple F-bombs. You know, we're cool with it. She also goes to Baptist school. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Audrey said, um, she said the F-word today. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but I just don't care. I don't care what you think of me. Like, I... As soon as she's old enough to know the difference, we will teach her. Right. But, right. but 
that's the way I parent. And some people don't like that. Some people think I'm crazy. They think that I'm ruining my kids or that I'm awful parent because I cuss around my kids. And that's fine. That has nothing to do with me though. People's opinions have nothing to do with me. So your brand has nothing to do with anyone else. And you need to build the five things that make you you. I was talking to one of my clients about this. She was like, well, I just really love kitchen dance parties, but I kind of get embarrassed about doing them. I was like, you need to do kitchen dance parties on your Instagram stories every morning at nine o'clock. I want to see it. <laughs> like every day there should be a, a, a kitchen dance party. I want you to be known as the kitchen dance party queen. Like, and I guarantee when she starts doing that, she's going to get a lot of feedback. Because anytime that I, the most vulnerable things I share are the things that get the most response. My DMs blow up. My email blows up. Thank you for saying this. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for putting yourself out there. It's people yeah. crave that. Yeah, I know. And it's like being your who you really are, not what you think you should be. And I know that's cliche and I know people say that shit all the time, but if you can go back, well, if you don't know who you are, because this is where I was, I, 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 I'm with you, girl. Like if you don't know who you are, it's because you are paying too much attention to what everyone else is doing and you're being influenced by too many different people. Quiet, it, unfollow everyone, unfollow everyone, silence your social media for a day, meditate, journal on it, go back to what would five-year-old you do in this situation? How would she dress? How would she act? Because for me, that meant my favorite color was purple and I always wanted purple hair. And the only time I was ever brave enough to do it was in hair school for a brief moment. (laughs) And so now I am married to my color purple. Honestly, because people wouldn't recognize me without it now. <laughs> but but you really, you, I agree with you. And I think if we can give like our listeners today one action step, one bold action step, it's go do something that you've really always wanted to do. It doesn't have to be appearance related, but just go do something you've always wanted to do. I feel like that's like, yep. that's like a jump start to getting them in that mindset. Like for me, it was the pink hair too. When I did my hair pink, it was like so yep. empowering. Like fucking do it. Go wear like a big faux fur coat to Soul Cycle. Yep. I do that every day. You know, you know what's funny? Um, I I teach people how to go do the thing they've always wanted to fucking do, but then I found myself not doing some things that I had said I'd always wanted to do. And a girlfriend came over the other night and she saw a piano in my living room and she said, "Oh, which one's take? Which one of your kids is taking piano lessons?" And I said, "It's me." I started taking piano and vocal lessons because I've always wanted to write my own music and sing it and perform it, like. I'm not trying to be like on the radio. I'm not trying to write an album. I don't even know if I'm passionate about it yet because I haven't done it, but I've always wanted to be able to do it. I've always wanted the skill set behind it. And I think when we chase all those obsessions, they make us better people. At the end of the day, even if you're not monetizing it, because I'm with you, I took Japanese lessons a couple of years ago because I love Japanese culture. Yeah. I started my little passion project with my vintage line because I love vintage jewelry. Like I just, yes. I chase every little obsession and that's ultimately feeds into who we are as women, right? Like when we're enriching ourselves, it doesn't always have to be something we can monetize or something that we're going to you know, blow up and do forever. But I think it's exploring all of those things that make us so unique. Yep. And, and my third tip for really, really standing out, getting attention in your niche is creating your own code of ethics. Because this is the thing, Kara and I have talked a lot about this, is there is so much noise online. There's so much noise in probably your corporate job. You're probably sitting there looking. You've probably had a conversation if you're in a nine to five like I was. You've probably had a conversation looking at someone else saying, oh my God, I can't believe what she did to get the job that she has now. 
she's such a brown noser or she kissed so much ass or whatever. I want you to write down, and this is same for internet marketing, same for Instagram. Oh my God, she bought her followers. Oh my God, this person false advertised something. She said that she had done something that she really, I know she really hasn't done. Um, she only got where she is because of X, Y, Z. Because we all have these judgments. We all have these natural things that we think about, about people that we see that have the things that we want. And we have all of these things. So I want you to think about what you actually fucking want. Like, what do you really want? Like, do you just want it because someone else has it? So what do you want? Why the fuck do you want it? And what are you not willing to do? And what are you willing to do to get it? Because no one gets to define integrity for you but you. Because I love that. And you and I say that all the time. It's like yeah. we talk about just a lot of the bullshit that goes on in our industry. And, yeah. you know, there are certain things I just will not do. Like I will not get involved in any kind of Instagram scams and schemes and giveaways and all this shit to get by. Like I just don't, doesn't feel good. And how many times have you and I had this conversation? Like, yeah, maybe I'm leaving a million dollars a year on the table. I don't give a fuck because I can't not be authentic with myself yeah. to make yeah. that money. And I know players in the industry who have done some of the craziest, shadiest shit. And that's fine. That is for them. And that is okay. Yep. I am not willing to do X, Y, Z. There are some of the things that I am willing to do. And here's a hack that I tried and I fucked up. <laughs> I tried one of those. Um, it wasn't a bot. It was someone who quote unquote was supposed, it was a company. Like there's tons of them out there. Right. That was supposed to like quote unquote grow your following organically. And I tried it out. And there are some, I've tried a couple of them out last year and there are some that were great. And there are some, I, one I tried this year and I was like, oh my God, why did I do that? So if you're going to do something with growth software, no judgment, make sure you it's tried and tested and you have testimonials from friends or something before and, you try it. Yeah. And also I actually just learned this because I was watching an Instagram training just out of curiosity that I was sharing with my team. And um, the person was talking about these companies and it's like, Instagram is very smart and it knows if you live in Florida and you logged in and an hour later, somebody's logging in from Thailand, mm -hmm. they're going to shut your account down because they're going to know that it's at risk and you're doing something that you shouldn't yeah. be doing. Yeah. So be wary of where these companies are based and all this stuff. And look at the end of the day, like to me, there's nothing better than laying my head on my pillow at night, knowing that my success is my own and yeah. I earned every last drop of it. Yeah. And I'm also like, there are plenty of ways to grow your account organically. Not to say that it's wrong if you don't. I don't give a fuck what you do. It has nothing to do with me. If you think that that is what's best for you and you, your business, fucking go do that, boo. I've been there. I've done it too. Um, but I will find that make sure if you are doing something like that, <laughs> check the source of where what you're doing. Because just a tip, this is off topic, but I literally did that once and had a thousand like fake followers. And then I had to go block a thousand people. I'm still trying to block those people because I'll see them. I'm like, how am I following this? Or how's this person following me? Like yeah. it's a fake account. So you and just, it's pointless. Like it's, yeah. there's no quality to it. It's like yeah. quality versus quantity. And like when it comes to, uh, and I'll end my tangent here, but when it comes to like followers, if you have like 50 people that are following you that love what you're doing and they're super engaged and they're talking to you and they're loyal to you, that's so much more valuable than having 500 or 5,000 or 50,000 people that don't care about you and don't yep. care about your work. So yep. remember that. 
Yep. And micro influencing is far more powerful than the macro. So massive influencers are now no longer getting pitches or sponsorships or brands or free stuff sent to them. People with 10,000 or less followers are getting stuff sent to them because they have more engaged followings. It's completely true. And I've seen it even happen to me. I have 118,000. That's still considered semi-micro, like in the grand scheme of Instagram. Yeah. And I've had more brands approach me in like the past two months than I can even, than I even know what to do with. And they're good brands. They're brands like SoulCycle. They're brands like, you know, yeah. I won't say all of them because they're still in the works, but they're brands that I love and adore and utilize and partner with proudly. Yeah. And that's funny because I, even at 3,000, I got some cool things, like yeah. cool sponsorships. it's real. Like, yeah. don't you, you know, you want to work with a company that you love. Like, why not get something yeah. sent to you that you're dying to share with your t- audience? And I think when it comes down to, again, t- integrity, it's like, even like sponsorships, like even the podcast, I don't have sponsorships on my podcast mm-hmm. if I don't believe in that person. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure. not advertising Squarespace on here. Like I'm, I'm introducing you to like cool people who are doing cool shit. Agreed. Like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have, I don't even do sponsorships yet. I want to, I have just, I've only done like, I'm doing companies that I'm affiliated with. So I'm a Mm representative, I'm an affiliate of that company. And then, and they're only, I'm only affiliated with companies that I use their products every day. (laughs) Like exactly something that I love. So yeah. So create your own code of ethics because my code of ethics is going to be micro different from Kara's, although hers aligns the most with anyone I've worked with in the industry. That's why we're working together, but everyone's going to have their different set of belief systems and standards for their life, and they are not right. They are not wrong. We want to put things in a box like this person bad, this person good, you know, and, and it's just not that simple. Everything is gray. It's not so black and white. So create your own code of ethics of what you're willing to do to get what you want and what you're not willing to do. Like for me, I wasn't willing to sleep my way to the top at corporate America. Like I'm sure there were people doing that. I didn't know of any. Like it's not I like I... Them. <laughs> right. Well, in Kentucky, in, in the insurance world, there wasn't a lot of it. I mean, I'm sure there was. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, there's a lot in New York. But again, no judgment. It, you live a peaceful life when you don't judge people. You know, it's like yep. everyone has their own shit to deal with and karma to deal with. And it's, it's none of my business. Yeah, but let them sleep with that. They have exactly. to sleep with the decisions that they make and it has nothing to do with you. So you get to define what integrity means to you and how to get ahead. So define your own code of ethics. And my last tip for you guys is you want to get ahead with your niche, with your brand. You want to stand the fuck out, marry it. Own it unapologetically. I don't give a fuck if you're pushing personal development, if you're pushing makeup, if you aren't pushing anything, if you're just pushing yourself in a company to get ahead, marry that growth, that that niche. Go all marry in. Marry your brand. Go the fuck all in. I know you've heard people say that, but I'm, I want you to write a love note, a contract to yourself. I am marrying this, that no one's opinions of my business have anything to do with me because I'll see so many baby grapes look, Oh, I don't want to spam my friends on my social media. I don't want to like sound salesy. Get the fuck over that. If you have something you are passionate about, you scream it boo from the rooftops. Girlfriend, do not hide your shine from people who are too afraid to shine themselves. 
So and people know, like I, I believe when you make the shift from selling to sharing and when you're genuinely so excited about what you're doing and you're sharing it, people respond to that. When you're hesitant, people see that insecurity and it's like they immediately latch onto it and yeah. they, they, they attack. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like a cat seeing a mouse. It's like, oh, I'm going to get that because I know that that mouse yeah. is scared and it's running away. I know. I, I actually just gave this exact example on one of my pro- group coaching calls last night. I said, um, it's like a lion that sees a pack of gazelles and one of them is limping. Which one do you think he's going to go after? Right. Exactly. Like, they can feel that insecurity, that fear that you're like too afraid to go out there or that you don't love it or you're not passionate about it or you're whatever. So they can smell the inauthenticity, especially, especially when it's like vulnerability just for the sake of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a good point too. That's a whole nother topic. We got to do a part two. I know part two, right? (laughs) All right. I feel like I could talk to you all day, but I want to, I want to wrap it up and tell people where they can find you because you have a lot of cool shit going on and I feel like everybody needs to connect with you. Yeah. So you can find me at the slaycoach.com Chardonnay and slay your business podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the slay coach and it's facebook.com backslash Chardonnay and slay. And that's also the name of the Facebook group. So, okay. And I'm going to link all this for you guys. So if you swipe up, you can see the show notes and you'll be able to connect with Jamie and everything that she's doing. And hopefully if you're in Nashville, you can attend her event. When is it? March next month? The last Tuesday in March, I believe. I have to look at the calendar. Yeah. Okay. Last week of March. We have a lot of Nashville girls. So I hope to see you guys show up and show out. And still every month in Louisville, my home city. So. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Okay. Thank you so much. This was incredible. You guys just got like a ton of value and like free coaching basically for the past 45 minutes. So thank thank Jamie. This was incredible. Uh, And I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at thechampagnediet. Until next time.